Let me tell you a little bit about myself. So obviously, again, my name is John Edwards. I'm the Executive Director of New Hope Placement Services, and we have been doing um, employment services um, for nearly 10 years now. So what I do is I actually am responsible for running the day-to-day operations of the company, but also the main part of what I do is actually go out and help our individuals find and achieve employment. And so in doing that, we always run up into, I guess the, the big thing that we run into would be interviewing. So no matter how many jobs you apply for and applications you put out there, um, all of them are eventually will lead to, or hopefully will lead to an interview. And that's what our first topic is going to be on today. So let's kind of jump into this. So what is an interview? So basically an interview occurs when you are interviewing with someone that is interested in hiring you specifically. Um, sometimes this can take the form of an individual one-on-one interview where it's just you and the interviewer. Sometimes it can take the place of a panel interview where it is you being asked questions by multiple folks um, that are interviewing you. And also, every once in a while, they do a panel interview where there are multiple folks interviewing with multiple um, interviewers. A lot of times I've seen this happen in situations where someone has very limited time to actually do an interview. So in my instance, kind of going through this, I see this commonly um, if somebody's inter- interviewing for a position, say at the mall, that is a uh, that's a very common thing to be interviewed. You know, with multiple people at the same time, it cuts down on just the time. They don't really have a whole lot of time to invest in that. If you've ever worked in the mall before, you know that interviewing is something you just try to get done and then get back to running the your store, um, keeping things you know flowing and going good. And preventing people from, you know, your store from exploding or something. It's just, when you're in the mall, you don't have much time to do anything other than be in the mall and work and doing what you're supposed to be doing. So, um, that's basically what an interview is. So, I like to tell people that interviewing, to me, reminds me of speed dating. So, I myself have never done speed dating. Thankfully, I I scooped up on my wife, um, my senior year of high school, so I never had to go through any speed dating or anything like that, thankfully. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I just never experienced it. Um, but from what I am, I guess, know about speed dating, which is very little, you basically go around and you have one person or several people that kind of switch up in a process and you have so long to talk to that person um, before moving on. So you, you want to try to make a good impression with that person. And hopefully at the end, if you really like them and they really like you, then you'll have an opportunity to go on a date with them or get to know each other. So that's basically what an interview is. So you have 30 to 45 minutes, which is the typical average time um, and it takes to go through an interview. So you have between those times to try to make a good impression um, with a potential employer. So we try to jam-pack everything that we can within those times. Sometimes your interview is going to be 
a little bit shorter. Um, if you read on the internet, a lot of folks talk about that that's just a really horrible, bad thing. And that's not always true. Uh, very few of my interviews um, go over 30 to 45 minutes. So that's that's something that's kind of out there, I think kind of a misconception. I mean, obviously, the longer you're in the interview, the better things are, you know, are going. There's a lot of dialogue back and forth. You, you answer a lot of questions that they're asking. Um, they're learning a lot more about you. So it makes sense that within that time frame, they would feel more comfortable in hiring you because they know more about you um, and your good traits and, and strengths, hopefully. So... But again, it's not a major thing if they don't go that long. So again, we want to jam pack everything that we can within those forty, the 30 to 45 minutes. So what should you expect? So what you're going to expect is somebody is going to come out. They're going to take you back to an interview room or a table somewhere. Usually 99% of the time, you're sitting across the table from each other. And so they're going to proceed to ask you questions based on... Um, Several, a lot of them they have they've already have like a a set of questions that are already set in stone. So they're going to go down their checklist and ask you these questions that's usually passed down by corporate or wherever. Um, just questions that they want to ask you. So as you go through those questions, they're going to usually take notes, notate what you're saying. That is for future reference. Um, but also to compare and contrast against other folks that are interviewing. Um, sometimes when you're interviewing a lot of different folks, at times it can be difficult to remember everything that was said. So that's that's why they're taking notes. So don't get super nervous about that. They're just taking notes about what you're saying. So don't, again, don't get freaked out. So um, the dress code for an interview you're going to want to um, dress professionally. Um, so, you know, if you're coming in a, a depends on really, I try to I try to cater what people wear to interview to what they're interviewing for. So if you are going for a position um, at a plant or a warehouse or industrial type experience um, or an employer like that, then I would suggest wearing either a polo shirt and slacks and or khakis. Um, you can also wear a button-down shirt with that as well, and you, you could probably go with a tie. That, I think, would be appropriate. Sometimes, and this might just be my own theory, I've been doing this for a while now and have been very successful in getting blue-collar folks um, jobs in, in technical fields and the, you know the industrial manufacturing areas. So sometimes I think that it is possible to overdress on certain occasions. So I remember I've interviewed quite a few people over the years for different positions. And sometimes when I would interview someone, if they came in and they were wearing pajamas, obviously that was a, that was a warning sign. This person did not take this, this opportunity serious enough to want to dress to impress. So, but on the flip side, if, if I'm hiring for a stalker to come into my store and stock and unload trucks and get in there and work with the rest of the guys and girls, then I would have some concerns if they showed up 
you know, with shined up shoes, wearing a tuxedo, um, not that they were a tuxedo, but really nice suit and jacket. That may make me wonder if this is the job for them. Maybe they don't realize that it's going to be as physically demanding as it is. Maybe this is not something that they're planning on doing long term. And there's nothing wrong with that. But then again, if you're hiring somebody, you don't want to have to replace them, you know, next week, next month, that kind of thing. You want to hire a good candidate that's going to be there for a long time that is going to be, um, you know, a, a solid contributor to your team. So I do think, again, you have to match your dress code to what you're interviewing for. If you're obviously interviewing for a corporate job or an office job, a very professional type administrative job, you want to come dressed in a, in a, a nice business suit. Um, so again, try to match with what you're looking at, um, dress, dress accordingly with that. I mean, it's, it's pretty common sense type stuff. So, um, the next thing that we're going to discuss about is materials to bring. So some materials that you'll want to bring to an interview are, um, pretty obviously you're or pretty obvious. You want to bring your two forms of ID. Most of the time, you're not going to need your two forms of ID. They really only matter if you are offered the job. But I always like to go into an interview and, one, assume that I'm going to have a really good shot at, at interviewing and getting this job. So when the interview is over and if the interviewer says, hey, I really like you, this interview went really well, we'd love to have you part of our team, then I want to have those two forms of ID because I don't want to slow the process down. I don't want it to be a, you know, a, a issue where they say, well, okay, we'll come back tomorrow. Well, somebody comes in after me and interviews and they're spectacular and they have their two forms of ID. I mean, very rarely that's going to happen, but I'm one of those people I'd rather not take a chance. So bring your two forms of ID with you. Go ahead and have those with you. Also bring a resume, so a resume or and or a cover letter. So that is going to be something you, you'll want to have multiple copies. You want to obviously have one copy if you're going to be interviewing with one person. But also, like I said, I've been in many interviews where I've interviewed for a position and there has been anywhere from two to four people interviewing me at one time. So obviously you want to have more than just that one resume to distribute. So I would say bring at least, I, I usually print off about five to six resumes with me. Keep one to yourself. That way you can use it to reference if you get lost in La La Land while you're answering and having to detail about what jobs you've done and what you did there. But bring additional copies. That way you can distribute those as well. Um, let's see, meeting and body language. So the first thing that's going to occur is you're going to get to the, the store or the office or wherever you're interviewing, and you're going to tell them, hey, my name is John Edwards. I'm here for an interview. You wouldn't tell them you're John Edwards unless you're, you're, you're John Edwards, and there's only one of me. There's a lot of people with John Edwards out there, but don't tell them that you're John Edwards. Tell them that you're there to interview and what your name is. So um, disregard that. So you're interviewing, and so the person that's going to come out and talk with you um, a lot of times they might be somebody that comes out and says, hey, she's going to be with you. He or she's going to be right out to interview with you. It might be the person that's, that's going to interview you. So they'll come out. You'll immediately greet them, shake hands, 
and um, introduce yourself. They will obviously introduce themselves to you. So in that moment, you want to smile. You want to be appreciative. Um, act like that you are excited to be there and have an opportunity to interview for a job. That's the biggest thing. You'd be surprised how many people show up and they have no kind of personality. Um, they're kind of kind of quiet, which again, to an interviewer, might come off as, is this person quiet? Does this person not care? Um, what's, what's the deal? So you don't want to come off if you're a shy person. I get it. I know it's hard. I, I, you know, you can't snap your fingers and become unshy. But just know that when you're interviewing, how you act in that interview, whether you're really quiet, if you don't ask a whole lot of questions, if it's just more or less a, a one-way street with communication, then that's going to come off in the interview or could potentially come off as you don't care, um, that you're uninterested, that you're tired. All of those things could be potential things that, that come up. So, um, so again, smile. Act appreciative. Be friendly. I mean, that that's kind of common sense stuff, but a lot of people don't do that in interviews. They get so anxious and wrapped up in things that they forget. Again, you're here to speed date, people. Smile. You don't want to come in and have a body sitting across from you that's no pulse and just sitting there. So again, remember thinking speed date. You want to be, you know, smile. Be nice. Be ready to, to say, hey, I want this job. This is my enthusiasm. This is my personality. I want to come in, get the job done. Um, that's that's important. So you're going to, they're going to take you back to a room or a table or wherever, and you are going to sit down with this individual. So in that, while I'm walking back there, I try to carry on some conversation. This Again, this is an opportunity for you're not quite sitting down together yet, so you can be a little informal Say, hey, I like this. This is nice. Um, just make small talk. This is an opportunity for you to kind of get a few extra punches in, um, per se, for the interview. So once you sit down at the interview table or wherever you are, take a moment to kind of evaluate what is around. Um, this is a time if I'm interviewing with somebody, say if I'm interviewing with another guy, um, and I come back and I'm interviewing him in his office. Well, this gentleman may have sports stuff on the on the wall. They may, um, if they're like me, they might be a big Red Sox fan or a Titans fan. If they, they might have Yankees stuff. Um, so I, I usually always try to make that connection with them. And again, that builds a little bit rapport. Um, it shows that there are similarities between us. And that they can also picture that, hey, I'm going to be in the office working with this guy. He's going to do a great job. And we're going to be able to catch each other over by the water cooler and talk about sports. So, like, for instance, if I'm I'm a Red Sox fan. So if I see Yankees, you know, something on the wall. I'm like, hey, I see there you're a Yankees fan. I'm sorry to hear that. I, I uh, you know, we just won the World Series last year. I know that can be difficult. Again, you're just kind of just just elbowing a little bit again you're just you're being fun so that's that's a lot of times people go into an interview and you're told not to have fun you have to be in this rigid you have to fit within this little square uh, template or mold and you don't get outside of that that's that's not what an interview is for an interview is to ask you questions but it's also an opportunity for you to differentiate yourself from the other usually six people that are interviewing for a job so also important is your body language. So you want to come in 
and set up straight. You want to scoot up to the table. You don't want to be sitting back all relaxed, um, just enjoying life. You want to come in and show these people that, hey, I'm here. I'm in this, this body position. I'm ready to get to work. Let's get things started. Where do I sign up to go in and get this job? Where do I, what do I need to do to get this job? I'm ready. Be in an aggressive stance. Don't, I mean, don't be in a stance to where you're sitting there in a fighting thing and come across the table and take somebody's face off or head, but be in a stance to where you're like, hey, boom, I'm a go-getter. I'm not just going to sit here and let life just happen to me. I'm going to sit up straight. I'm going to be confident. I'm going to be prepared to take action. And that's the way your 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 not dress code your uh, your body language needs to be. So you don't want to f- you know fidget with your fingers around. You don't want to do things that are distracting. You don't want to sit there and snap your fingers a lot like I do when I get nervous or any of these things. You want to be in a state where you show that you are confident, that you are calm, and that you are ready to take in information and give great answers and that's the kind of body language that you want to present so that's the big thing Um, questions so this is the big one i've got a list of common questions here that i've printed off you would think as many times as i have done this that i would have these questions memorized but i Probably could do it, but I'm not going to put y'all through the misery of me trying to remember things. So, um, some of the big interview questions. One of the first ones is, um, "Tell me, can you tell me about yourself?" So, telling you about yourself is a big one. A lot of people will get freaked out. I mean, it's a pretty easy question if you think about it. I mean, you just walk up to a stranger on the street and they said, "Hey, tell me about yourself." Well. My name is John Edwards. I'm here for a job opportunity. I'm looking for a job where I've got an opportunity to move up and advance based on my performance and my hard work and my other strengths and skills that I'll detail in this interview. Um, And again, I'm here to interview for this position. I'm here to interview and get this job and get started and be able to produce results for you. So by telling them why you're there and what position you're interviewing for, that automatically tells them that, hey, this guy knows what he came here to apply for. You'd be surprised how many people come to an interview and they don't really know what they're interviewing for because they've sent off a buttload of applications and they can't remember squat about what they applied for. So you're going in and you're like, I have no clue what I'm I'm even interviewing for. When you're doing those applications, write that stuff down. Right, hey, I applied for Walmart, I applied for this position or these positions. When they schedule the interview, make sure you know what position you're interviewing for. That's all important information. That way you go into the interview, you can automatically set the 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 information factor that you know what you're talking about. This is what I'm here for. This is what I'm going to do. This is why I'm a good match for this position. So... Come in, give a brief bio of yourself. You don't go into your entire life story about I was born at this hospital, I experienced this in my life, uh, I mean, all this stuff that really doesn't matter. 
These people just want a quick little bio snippet of you so they can check off that question. But this is an opportunity for you to at least show a little bit of your personality. So if you've got some some funny, something just kind of quirky to tell them, I'm cool with that. Whatever you want to do to set a good tone. Because the better tone and more relaxed you can make the interview, the more relaxed you're going to be, the more relaxed they're going to be. And when everybody is relaxed, you tend to think a little bit more clearly you're not as nervous. So this is an opportunity to kind of set that mood a little bit. Again, speed dating. So you want to set a good mood. Um, they're going to ask you what motivates you. So what motivates you to come in and get your job done, to get to work? Um, what motivates you to move up in a company? So that's going to be one of the first questions they ask you. What motivates me? This is how I would answer. Some of these questions I'm not going to be able to answer for you because, frankly, I don't know your life story. I wish that I could do a podcast and be able to download or upload that into everybody and be able to switch my answers to your answers, but I can't do it. So um, what I'm going to do in some of these, I'm going to answer it, and you can kind of see where I'm going with things. So what motivates me to come in and do a good job? So I am a person that wants to learn what I'm doing and I want to move up in the company. And I want to move up in the company by doing my job, doing it to the best of my ability and overachieving. You know, I want to come in and I don't want to just meet a standard. I want to exceed that standard. I want to move up. I want to be successful. I want to accomplish everything that I can accomplish. I want to make this company better. I want to increase our bottom line. All of those things, you know, again, you're going in for an interview. You want to show these people that this is what I'm bringing to this. I'm not just somebody that's going to come in and you'll have to come in over, oh, come over every once in a while and make sure that I've got a pulse. So that's, that's not what you're getting in me. So on here, another one that asks about long-term goals. Sometimes, probably within a year out of the hundreds of interviews that I do, maybe a dozen ask that. So... Um, what are your long-term goals? This is an opportunity where you can restate that your goal is to move up in that company. Because, you know, again, if you want to be an artist and you're interviewing for a position at McDonald's and they ask you, well, what's your long-term goal? Well, my long-term goal is to go into art school and become the next Pablo Picasso. Um, I think that's an artist. I'm not sure about that. Hmm. Getting into areas I don't know, but again, you want to tell them that my my goal and objective of where I see myself in the long term of things is working here. Maybe I've moved up in management at that point. That's what I want to tell them. So I want to be, some people are, are a little gutsy and they say, well, tell that person that you want to see yourself in their job. I'm not really here to go into an interview and tell you, hey... I want to be doing your job next year because they might be really happy with their job. You know, if, if I'm telling somebody, if I'm interviewing with the store manager and I tell the store manager, hey, I want your job, then I go in automatically telling them that I want to do everything I can do to take what you're doing um, and take that job away. That may not be the intent. You might just be saying, hey, I really want to do what you do. But you don't want people to feel automatically, you know, endangered or feel like that you're a competition to them. So that's, that's, I would avoid doing that. Um, 
do you prefer to work alone or with a group? So this question is usually pretty easy. Some people would be like, well, I just prefer to work alone or I'd prefer to work in a group. I go for riding on the fence on this one. So I am perfectly fine with working with either. I work great by myself. I am, I can give myself directions and hold myself accountable for my time. Um, I can manage my time effectively, but also I can work well with others. So that's important, you know. You want to have that dual because in most jobs, there's going to be projects or tasks that you're going to do by yourself, obviously, but also there's going to be tasks that you're going to do with others. So being flexible and not and coming in and telling them that you can work either or, I think that that's a pretty solid, um, a pretty solid answer. Some people would say, well, that's kind of copping out of it. That's, that's fine. If that's what you want to call it, that's great. But... We've always had success with, with, with calling it safe on that one and just doing a all of the above in that one, even though that they don't ask for that. Um, what are your strengths? So if there was a book I could do out of the top three or four interview questions, this one would be one of the number ones. Um, so tell me about your strengths. So this is where you want to list out several of your strengths that you are, um, that are yours. So a lot of the folks that we deal with, we have basic strengths. We'll talk about being a team player or a hard worker. I'm trustworthy. I'm dependable. But you don't want to just ramble off a list. So you want to give, you want to put a little bit more meat on those bones. So if I'm going to tell somebody, um, hey, I'm a, I'm a hard worker, you know, I'll always go into that and explain why I'm that. So again, I'm a hard worker. You can always trust for me to come in and do the best I can do on a daily basis. I'm going to try hard. I'm going to learn everything that I can learn to be better at my job. I'm trustworthy. You can depend on me to come in and be honest with my answers. Um, For time, I'm going to use it Um, to your advantage. I'm not going to use and abuse that. Um, I am dependable. You can trust for me to show up to work on time. Um, You can also trust for me to show up to work. Um, I'm going to be somebody that's that's reliable. So you're not going to have to to fire me next week because I've called out, you know, two or three days. So those are always big things. You want to go through a list, but also you want to detail every answer in there. You want to show them that you're not just going through a list in your mind and checking off those boxes. Explain yourself. That's the big thing I can tell people in interviews. Explain yourself. Don't just give one-word answers. Explain every answer. I know people are like, well, I don't want to do that because then I have to talk more. Talking more is good for an interview. The longer the interview goes, the better. Like we mentioned at the beginning, that 30 to 45 minutes. A lot of folks say that if you're under 30 minutes, your chances of getting that job go down considerably. But we don't want to do that. We want to talk more. But again, if you go less, it's not necessarily bad. You might just have a quick interview. They may not ask you a whole lot of questions. So don't get too wrapped up in that 30 minutes. But again, you want to have good content throughout it. You want to express things. So give more meat on the bone. So... Strengths, we talked about those. Weaknesses, now this one is a little tricky because they're looking for something 
to trip you up. And there, a lot of people get tripped up into this one. I've, I've had a lot of clients go on interviews and they ask, well, what is your greatest weakness? Well, my greatest weakness is sometimes I get frustrated and I want to punch somebody in the face or I don't handle my time well. I've, I've struggled with being dependable in the past. All those are bad answers. That, that is, warning signs are flaring up. There's flags being waved at people. Um, just all kinds of bad stuff is happening when you're saying stuff like that. So I try to turn that question into a strength. And you're kind of like, well, how in the heck do you turn a weakness question to a strength? Well, it's kind of easy, actually. Again, you're kind of copping out of this question. But copping out of the question is better than being completely overloaded by it and being drugged through the dirt. So my answer would be, and this is definitely a, a testament to who I am, um, I am somebody that my greatest weakness would be sometimes I invest too much into work. If there is a problem that occurs at work, I take that problem home with me. I think about that. I I kick that around in my mind. I try to figure out what to do about that. So I'm not one of those people that leaves work at work. Um, work follows me, and I mean, that's I'm not really acting like work just follows me. I bring work with me. I put it in my little, my virtual briefcase, and I take that with me everywhere I go, and I think about work all the time. I'm, I'm always a person that's always thinking about things. How do I do this better? What else can we do? Um, what are some other business opportunities? That's just who I am, unfortunately. That, 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 and again, that's a weakness. Some people might look at that as, as, a, as a, something that's very good, and it, it does help me to a point, but also it hinders me. So I'm, I'm always thinking about work. Um, some days I might have good days and I think about work and it makes me happy. Some days I might have a bad day at work. And so if you take work around with you and you've had a bad day, that's going to make the rest of your day a bad day. And you shouldn't, I shouldn't bring that same stuff home. But again, that's, that's a weakness of mine. So again, it's, you're, you're, you're mentioning that you have a weakness, but it also, I think, shows them that you really care about what you do. You want to do things right. And you take that that personally, so that's that's kind of how I always go about that. That's just kind of a common one I answer. Um, so a lot of the next questions we're going to go through are called situational questions. So situational questions, they're always going to be a little bit. Um, they're going to call for more information or detail in it. So they're going to be ones that ask you to tell me about a time, or Tell me about a time when you did this. Tell me about a time when you did this. Explain to me when you experienced this. So they're, they're, as we mentioned earlier, you don't want to give one-word answers. But in this one, they're demanding more than just a one-word answer. They're wanting you to tell them a story about these particular things. So if you, I usually sit down, if I'm, I'm working with my clients, I will draw on the whiteboard I will say situational questions and put a line under that. Then I'll draw two lines, one down the left side, one down the right side. So you have three different sections. The first section I put in is your beginning. So this is where you're going to start off in your story. So um, tell me about a time when you 
worked as a team to get something completed. Boom. My first one, beginning. Anytime you read a book, it always tells you at the beginning where you are, what's going on. So that's what I'm going to do in this answer. Well, one time, or one time when I, when I worked at Walmart and I was an inventory management supervisor, I, so automatically right there, you've already told where you were, what your job title was, and what was going on. Then you want to go into the, 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 the meat of everything. You want to answer that question with a, with a detailed list of what went on. So this is the, 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 the narrative part of the story, the, the, the biggest part between the beginning and the end of your book. This is the, all the detail and information. This is where your story goes. So then I would say, so tell me about a time when you had to work with several others to get something completed. I've already started at the beginning about where I was. Then I'm going to talk about what we did. So when I was an inventory management supervisor at Walmart, on a daily basis, we received and unloaded trucks and trailers, um, took that merchandise and sorted it out and put it um, in its designated locations. While we were doing that, we were all working together and unloading it. I assigned different folks jobs um, to do in that process. So I would assign zones where Joe would go over here and take the merchandise over there. I would assign Tim a job over here. I would assign Jane a job in this section. So again, we're all working together in this thing, and I talk about how I manage that. And so we would go through all that and detail it, and then the end always needs to be something positive. You don't want to go through that entire story and then at the end be like, and we never got anything done, and it was not successful. Your ending always needs to be good. So have a good ending and we got everything completed on time so that needs to be so if i'm going to tell you that entire story i'm going to start off is my name's john edwards i had a a i was an inventory management supervisor at walmart part of what we did every day was we received and unloaded trucks on a daily basis and in that what we would have to do is we'd have to take the merchandise off the truck sort it and place it on different pallets in the location that it went. We had to work as a team to get this completed. I broke the team up into several different groups to where each group or each person worked on different tasks at the same time. Um, And collectively, we worked on the entire truck together and we got everything completed on a daily or a nightly basis and everything was ready for the third shift team to come in to begin work. So that's, that's always the answer there. That's how I would answer it anyway. So, um, tell me about a time when you worked under pressure or under a deadline. So this is again a situational question. So you want to have that answer of this is the beginning, this is the story, this is the end. So I'm not going to go into the answer for every single one of these. Hopefully you'll kind of see what I'm going into. Um, but any of the, all the, in these questions, they're 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 asking you a question, but there's a question behind the question. So. In asking you, tell me about a time when you had to to work with a difficult person. They're trying to see if you have the capability of working in a situation where it's going to be stressful or if you're dealing with somebody you don't really want to deal with. So that's that's what they're trying to get to. They want to see that you're you're the type of person that will let that roll off your back and you not get into a fight or escalate the situation. If they're going to ask you to tell me about a time when you had to work under a deadline, 
they're seeing how if you have the capability or if you've ever had the opportunity to be in a situation where you've had to achieve a deadline. That's what they're asking. So there's always a question behind the question. So you've concluded the interview. You've answered all the questions that they've asked you. And now what? So one of the things that I would always advise people to ask is ask about what's next in this process. Hey, Mr. John, I, uh, I enjoyed speaking with you today, um, learning more about your company and explaining what I'm going to be bringing to the table um, and in this position if I'm chosen. Um, what's next in, the, in this process? And sometimes they may tell you, hey, we've got a couple other interviews to do. Um, you know, I've got two or three other ones. We'll schedule those. I'll hopefully have something. Um, we'll let you know something by next week. Um, and, or he may say, hey, you're the last one. I really liked you. We're going to go ahead and send off your background information and get that back. And we'll be in touch with you. So, And just to FYI, a lot of times, but the, clients tell me this all the time, and I see it when I go and interview with clients a lot. When, when an employer that you're interviewing with tells you that they will be in touch and let you know one way or another, 99.9% of the time, you will never get that phone call. I don't know exactly why we feel like it's necessary to lie. I'm, I'm not sure. Because um, they're, they're not going to, they're going to call the ones that they're interested in, and that's who they're going to contact. Um, it makes no sense why they would really call you back and let you know, because again, you can pretty much after a while know, okay, I need to keep moving um, and keep applying and doing things. So you're not going to get that phone call. So if you're expecting that phone call from them, letting you know one way or another, odds are that you're not ever going to get that phone call. So um, don't ever bank on that. Um, speaking of banking on, don't ever bank on when you get an interview, even if you think it goes great, unless they walk out of there and they say, you are hired, you are starting next week, come in and do this, keep submitting applications, keep applying. Do not stop the hustle and the grind of getting a job because once you stop, you think you've got it and then something's going to happen and you're not going to get it and then you're, you've lost all this ground. It's all about moving forward is when you're looking for a job. Always move forward. Always keep applying. Never stop until somebody says you are hired. Here's the paperwork. You start tomorrow. So, I learned years ago in this field never to put all my eggs in one basket. And every time I've decided to do that, it's never worked out very well for me. So you've, um, you can also ask questions related to what their benefits are, what is retirement like, um, what kind of benefits do you have. That's always good information that lets them know that you're thinking and looking long term. Um, another thing a question that you can ask that, that is more of a statement and will help you further is, hey, what's the opportunities to move up in this company? That lets the employer know, one, that you are planning on working hard to where you should be considered for promotion. Two, that you're going to work hard. Um, three, that you have your eye on the prize as far as when it comes to working there. You're not going to be just there today or next week or next month. You want to sustain a long-term job there, and that's that's important. That 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 speaks a lot and um, to employers and to hiring managers. So that's definitely something good to do and to ask them. Um, but ultimately, so that the interview concludes, 
you know, you both thank each other for your time and you go off in separate directions. What I would do is I usually, I've, I've heard different people talk. I just saw a recruiter on um, LinkedIn the other day state this, and he was like, you should call 10 business days from the time that you were interviewed to follow up on your application. And 10 business days is a little extreme. Most of the jobs that I know, the people that we go for interviews for, they're looking to hire somebody pretty quickly. I mean, there, there are jobs out there where that it might be a long, longer waiting game than that. But probably 90% of the jobs we're, we look at um, have the ability to hire right away. And so I don't, if I wait 10 days, they may have already had, you know, several people start and leave by that point. I mean, so I'm, I'm all for calling two to three days later, just a follow up, just a friendly, Hey, you know, I know it was just a few days ago that we interviewed just again, want to thank you for, um, taking the time to interview with me. Um, hope everything's going good. I was just checking to see if you've made a decision on, who you're going to hire or if you're still thinking um that way you just know again you you always want to keep um if you can you always want to know what's going on so you want to know um hey and they're still considering me they're still interviewing or they may say hey you know i appreciate you calling no we've already chosen a different candidate that job's no longer open that one that tells you that you don't have to bank on that job anymore you don't have to worry about that one. But also, too, it gives you an opportunity to kind of do one last pitch of, hey, I completely understand. I'm sure whoever you picked was very qualified. Um, again, having been there before and explaining kind of what I'm looking for, I would still love to be part of your company if you had a position that matched my strengths and my skills um, later on down the road. So you just basically leave the door open to them. And that's something that they may look out for is, hey, you know, I remember this guy was really, really good. We chose somebody else for him, but I really liked him. And then he called and left me, you know, basically just said, hey, I, again, really appreciate it. But if you have another opportunity that you think I would be good in, I would love to be considered for it. So that that speaks, you know, that speaks to the heart of who you are. And that will definitely give you an opportunity even past that opportunity the one that you interviewed for being passed up. So um, I'm thinking that's the majority of what we look at. Like I said, the big thing is, is just, you know, keep fighting the fight, keep putting in the applications, keep practicing interviewing. And every time you interview is that's an awesome thing. That means that, that whoever was pulling those papers, looking at those applications, reviewing resumes, they liked what they saw good enough on paper to give you an opportunity to come in and interview. And that's awesome because, I mean, there's literally dozens to hundreds of applicants that are applying for a job, and none of them got this, the benefit of even being called in for an interview. So just know that, that that's a big deal. And, you know, when you go into interview, take mental notes. Take, take just notes throughout it in your mind that, okay, I, when I answered this, their body language changed. Or when I answered this, it didn't quite come out right. And take those notes and go into your next interview with that. So don't, an interview is never a wasted experience. I know sometimes people go into it and interview and like, well, I didn't get the job, so that was just a waste of my time. That's not a way to look at interviewing. 
and that's again like i said everything in life is a learning experience and that's just one more opportunity that you can use and have to learn from and so that's i'm all about having an interview and whether we get it that's great whether we don't get it that's great no matter what it's a win-win um i'm of course always when you you want to get the job is the ultimate goal but I'm also a firm believer of if one door closes, another one will open. And maybe the Lord just did not intend for you this to be your path at the moment. So um, you can always take and, and learn from whatever situation you're kind of thrown into. So um, just some statistics that I, I've kind of seen just browsing through earlier. I think they were saying that um, out of between one and six interviews... Most employers interview is between three and four people at a time. So I think that was like 65% or something like that. Um, and if you're interviewing, they, they broke it down statistic-wise. So they were mentioning that the most common, commonly used amount for interviewing, according to this source, was six people, which I think is a bit high for one position. Usually I would interview three to four people for a job, so... I'm going to base it on kind of what I've seen and say three to four people interview for a job out of those one or two, one person gets it. So I think it breaks down into like you've basically got a 25% chance of being hired within that. Um, if they've got four people, you know, I mean, at three, it's a little bit higher, but ultimately it doesn't matter. You're still going up against other people. And that's the big thing is going into these interviews personality is the biggest thing so going into an interview you can answer all the questions as as great as you can you can say everything perfectly that needs to be said you can say it so eloquently that it just blows people's minds like man this guy is like a is like a just a, a little modern you know interviewee poet here he knows everything how to say it exactly right but Ultimately, it comes down to personality. So you want to go in and have, again, like I mentioned earlier, have a pulse. Go in and have fun. I'm not telling you to go in and get loose and get just all crazy and, hey, you know, bring just unprofessional type stuff. But go in and create some smiles and laughter. And if they're more open and calm, you're going to be more open and calm. So I am very much about, I would, I mean, I'm a firm believer that a interview is 40% and how you answer the questions and 60% personality. So some people may disagree with that, and that's cool. This is Everybody has an opinion. Um, but ultimately, that's what I do is when I prepare people for an interview, we talk about the interview questions, and then we go into and finish off with personality because ultimately that's what you do. And, you know, that's there's going to be three or four other people there that are going to interview one of them is probably going to do bad so that leaves two or three that are going to be left and you all are going to answer very closely to the same amount um so you've got to bring something different than what they're bringing and that's going to be personality so you know and that's why it's important every interview you want to check off some boxes you know box number one is bring a resume check dress you know check number two box number two would be um, dressing for the part check and then it goes into interviewing questions so you 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 answer all the interview questions greatly check 
you got three boxes checked you got the fourth one which is personality so that's where you come in and you really seal the deal not only can i answer all these questions effectively but hey man i've got a great attitude i'm i'm going places you want me on your team we can work together knock all of this out you will not be sorry for this hire that's what needs to come in and be prevalent throughout the interview if you walk out of that interview and you have basically stated throughout and through the interview itself that you are a hard worker you are dependable you are trustworthy and you are um, someone that is looking to move up in the company and you have detailed all that you will have a very good chance of getting the job I'm not saying you will get the job i'm saying you've got a good chance of getting the job so that is all that i can think of at the moment guys so this will wrap up podcast number one so hopefully as i do more of these will i'll be a little bit better at speaking um try to be a little bit more eloquent um i guess that's the one good thing about this is it kind of challenges me to speak more and think about exactly what i'm saying and all of that stuff not that i'd speak and don't think what i'm saying but it just challenges me to do it i guess longer i'm used to i'm not usually throughout my work day i'm in i'm in little short conversations so um but i hope everybody has enjoyed the first podcast look for more coming up in different subjects if you have a subject you'd like me to cover then feel free to reach out to me and let me know Um, and we will see you guys on the next podcast. Good luck in your job search if you're looking, guys and girls. And um, again, know that I'm rooting for you, and everything that is, it will will work out in the end. So, see you guys later. Bye. (laughs) 